episode 12 of This Watch Life. Hi, I'm Lydia Winters. And I'm Vu Bui. And today we're going to talk about turning point watches. We always talk about the watch that got us into watches. That's like Mm -hmm. a very common question in the community. But we wanted to talk more about some turning point watches in our collections. And a turning point watch is a watch that shifts your collecting in some way. Yeah. It, it sort of, there's a before and after this one watch. Mm-hmm. There's, maybe it's just your philosophy about collecting, yeah. what you collect. Mm-hmm. It, 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 tur- it, it's it a turning point. It's a point at where things turn. Things are not the same as they were before the point. Nope. A turning point. Because they turned. Because <laughs> they turned <laughs> and things happen. Okay. So today we're just going to go over my turning point. Yes, watches. it's a voo booey turning point episode. Yeah, I, turning I, point watches, not this, life. <laughs> yeah, I find this exciting because I do think people focus a little too much on just the origin story mm-hmm. when they talk about watch collecting. But oftentimes the origin is not the most interesting. So I'm really interested in other people's like it's it's like why more than why they got a watch it's like what did that watch then do to them yeah i mean because i think it's because with the origin story we're mostly talking about the watch that sucked us down this rabbit hole of like <laughs> endless money spent and yes, time yes, like the yes. pit of despair <laughs> yeah 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 that's sad moment yeah, yeah that you're like i can never go back yeah there that, is no before is there's point. no before <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna get started the first watch on my list that i i think really changed my relationship with watches was a watch you bought me in 2012 so this is a little while back mm-hmm. And it it was for me hitting a a big milestone and you got what at the time was the biggest gift either of us had gotten for each other. I mean, because I'm amazing. Oh, is that why? (laughs) Or were you just prepping me to buy you a bunch of expensive gifts? That's what I usually do. It it worked. I like a one for two. So I give (laughs) you one expensive thing and he gives me two back. That's my goal. (laughs) So first one was the Tag Heuer Carrera Caliber 6. And you let me pick this one out. We went out together. Because I knew nothing really about watches at Mm -mm. the time. And I wanted to get you something special for a Mm -hmm. work milestone. And... Yeah, you. I we just went to the store. I don't know how much you actually thought about it before. A lot. Oh, okay, good. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I was like, hey, I'm going to buy you a watch. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, uh, being a turning point watch, it, it was a turning point for me in many different ways. I mean, in one sense, I mean, it was my first luxury watch, what you would consider a luxury watch. So by far the most expensive watch I had ever owned. Not purchased, though, because I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) But also, it marked a few interesting things. So, for one thing, I really wanted a Tag Heuer. Yes, you did. And even though in the past few years, I have not been at all interested in the Tag Heuer brand or Tag Heuer watches. Although now there's something called a Tag Heuer Renaissance. A, like a tag Heuer renaissance, renaissance, but you put it together. Tag Heuer renaissance. Yeah, that I'm not good at horrible. saying it, but I yeah, it looks better in print. Actually, <laughs> okay. yeah, once again, kind of like Frye. Don't don't say it. Don't say it. Just but read it. it. Yeah, tag is. Yeah, you know. they're coming back, but this was way before they were coming back, and I just remember it, it took me years to figure out why did I want a tag Heuer over all these other brands in that moment of my life in 2012, and I remember. My boss, when I was like 
I don't know, 22, working at Oakley, the sunglass company. And he, we had Oakley watches. And, you know, we would wear Oakley watches. They were cool. But he said one time, like, yeah, but one day when I've really made it, I'm going to get a tag Hoyer. And that oh. moment stuck in my head subconsciously and made me feel for a decade after that, that a true mark of success was a tag Hoyer watch. So when it was time for you to get me a gift that marked a career milestone, I was like, I want a tag Hoyer. That is a that's a whole that's a whole other topic is just yeah, how yeah. you have these watches that you know the brand before you know anything about watches. Exactly. That's so I interesting. Knew, I love in 2012, that story. When we went to buy this watch, I still knew very little about watches. I had been collecting uh, very affordable watches, just fun pieces. And what this tag, why it was really a turning point for me is actually it changed my relationship with watches from just a fashion accessory that I just put on my wrist and wear and not really care like about. occasionally too. Yeah, you weren't not, wearing not watches every all the time. single day to something that I felt was important in itself. And when I'd put it on, it made me feel something. Whereas mm. the previous watches, which were like Nixons and G-Shocks and just, you know, fun watches that were fun. And I had a few of them. They, they they weren't important to me, but this one was. And this was the first time I felt a watch could really be important. Yeah, I think that moment that a watch, you put a watch on and you realize you never want to not have, never, yeah. never not, <laughs> stop it. You never want to not have a watch. I don't know why I'm going at it again. <laughs> that you always want to have a watch yes. on your wrist. We don't need to double negative for, here. <laughs> forever. Mm -hmm. I think that is always like a turning point watch. Yeah. Sometimes it's the origin watch but mm -hmm. like for me it was no spoilers for my episode but <laughs> for me it wasn't the original mm -hmm. you know watch it was a different one but spoilers. it's yeah <laughs> so my second turning point watch was two years later i walked in to the ad and i was like you know what i think i want to get one of those GMT Master Twos. At the time, they were black bezel. The, this story really, really is time period. <laughs> it, is. it really shows you what, what the time what, of the world. It was what very was different. What was going on back then? I walk in, and the AD says, "Yeah, actually, we just sold our last one. You're gonna have to wait two weeks." What? Two weeks. And I said. What? I'm not waiting two weeks for a watch. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what do you have in stock right now? For a Rolex GMT Master 2, I am not waiting two weeks. No I way. don't even have a That's purchase ridiculous. history No one here. would ever do I've that. I've never bought anything. Never bought a watch. <laughs> the only watch I own, Lydia bought me. And I'm walking in demanding this watch. Two-week wait. I said no. Went with my second choice. Which was not a <laughs> distant second, wait. which was the Rolex Explorer 2 Polar, the white dial. And I, after I bought that watch, I think the big thing that changed for me with watches was feeling like a watch was an important part of, like, my kit, mm. especially for travel and adventure. Yeah. You know, the tag, I wore it in all kinds of conditions. I'd take it swimming didn't have a screw down crown, but it had a hundred meter water resistance. I took it everywhere. I took it jet skiing. Like <laughs> that watch survived all kinds of stuff, but I didn't consider it an adventure companion. It was just on my wrist when I did those things. Mm, it's when, like you, you, you were like 
what? Tool watches? <laughs> I, I, I still don't think I had heard the term <laughs> tool watch in 2014. But I bought this watch and suddenly it was like I had this cool companion for travel, for adventures. It's a GMT. So the travel part was like, oh, I just loved getting on the airplane. And I had my little routine of as soon as that door closed, I had to change to the new time zone because it's like, oh, we're no longer here. We're there now. And so, yeah, you always really love doing that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, what time is it? I don't have a, <laughs> my watch is the wrong time from the time zone I was in and also the time zone I'm going to. Oh, <laughs> you're still just trying to sell the loosey-goosey idea. But yeah, this watch really changed my thoughts on even just like having watches for specific purpose. Mm. And that, you know, a watch isn't just... The, the watch that tells time, it may also be the watch that accompanies you on adventures or the watch you want to wear to special events or the watch that you travel with. All of those things suddenly became possible and enabled all of the collecting that was to come. Yeah, I mean, it's what we talked about recently is that you when you get the one watch, mm -hmm. a lot of times you want to have the watch that can do anything, yes. go anywhere, do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the tag the for you, you're like, okay, a hundred water, a hundred yeah. millimeter water resist. Like I can really do, can anything do anything. In it. Yeah. But then as you start collecting, you're like, okay, now it's an adventure. <laughs> you know, it's not just a watch I could wear because in order to make any sense of what we're doing, we need to categorize much more specifically. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, oh, this is an adventure watch, but only for this type of spelunking. Oh, totally. Only my spelunking oh, only journeys. Only my spelunking. Which is what the, <laughs> the Explorer 2 was made for. And yes. Boo is always spelunking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I only wear that watch for that specific purpose. Okay, next watch. This one was much more recent. This was in 2021. And you had to wait more than two weeks. <laughs> I did have to wait more than two weeks, multiple months. It was, I think sometimes it's nice to wait. Uh, that's probably a controversial opinion. But if you wait for something for many months and you still want it or maybe even want it more, I feel there's more of an impact when you finally get it. You know, even though you're only waiting because it's just not available, not like you're waiting to earn it. <laughs> you're only waiting because it's not available, but it does increase the excitement. Anyway, very different from the guy who couldn't wait two weeks to waiting. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the world had changed. So in 2021, I bought finally my Rolex GMT Master II BLRO, also known as the Pepsi. And this watch made a change that I truly could not have seen coming. No, me neither. I really didn't see it coming. But after I got this watch, which when I finally received the watch, put it on my wrist, wore it home, wore it for multiple weeks in a row, I felt it was the perfect watch for me. It, For me, my lifestyle, who I want to be, not just who I am, but like who I see myself as for my style, how I dress, what I wear, where I go, like what type of events and what type of travel and what type of things I want to do in my life. This watch felt like the perfect one for all of those. And it felt like, wow, I could be a one watch person and I could own this watch and nothing else. And the problem with loving that watch so much is it killed my desire for other watches. And it made me evaluate new watch purchases in such a different way that it's been very difficult to buy watches since I got this watch. 
even yeah. though it's been two and a half years. Yeah, it really, I mean, I was surprised too. I mean, mm -hmm. I knew that you loved this watch. Mm -hmm. You wanted it so much. You know, that honeymoon period where you're like, oh, look at my wrist. But then it just kept going and going. And you were like, this watch, this yeah. watch is so amazing. And I think the next the next year after that purchase, I gave you a watch, but that mm -hmm. was it. You didn't get any other nope. watches because you year. just nope. like you, you you just loved it too much. I do. And it, it's still the or a problem. good amount. Yeah. There's no <laughs> such thing as loving something too much. Well, not not inanimate. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into <laughs> obsession, but I I feel like I still have that problem. Is that every watch that I'm interested in, I have to think when would I rather wear this than the watches I already own. So it's not only being compared against my GMT Master Two, but it's like after I got that watch, it changed how I viewed owning watches. Yeah, would you call it a turning point? It definitely a turning, a turning, turning point, point watch. <laughs> it really just made a such turn a, a and a massive point. <laughs> point of turning that that now I I I collect differently. And that actually luckily my fourth and final turning point watch that I'll talk about today helped me to be able to maybe bring you back into bring, spending money, spending money, <laughs> buying more watches, and that was the Hamilton Khaki Field Murph Thirty Eight. I hadn't really been that interested in what I considered at the time like more affordable watches, sub one thousand dollar watches. Like, I think they're cool, but I felt like, oh yeah, you know, that's where you start. That's what it felt like to me. You start in there that category and then you move up but over time i've started to realize like no all you know all these different watches at different price points aren't it's not a level that you're leveling up through price points you can approach it that way but there's no reason that you need to. No, it's and a lot more about your own philosophy of yes. like how you want to collect because some people would like to have way more watches mm -hmm. and, you know, at a at a price point that is more accessible to you, you can have mm -hmm. more watches. And some people don't want to wear an expensive watch. They're worried about, you know, safety concerns or image you know, what that says about them. There's all kinds of reasons to want different things at different price points. And it's not just a matter of higher price equals better, right? Especially with things like watches. So I bought the Hamilton Khaki Field Murph, which I spoke about in episode two, mm -hmm. I believe, uh, about, you know, how, how great that watch was for me. But what it really did was open my eyes more to this world of sub thousand dollar watches and the immense joy you can get out of these watches. Because when I bought that watch, I was as happy and joyful and excited and giddy when it arrived as I have been when I've bought much more expensive watches. And that realization that it's not only like these quote-unquote high-end watches that can bring that joy, that was a turning point for me. That's probably a good turning point. I, I, I hope so. It feels positive. <laughs> I think it, it really allows you to expand your collection in a different mm -hmm. way. You started real, you know, real big, basically, yeah. by getting the tag and then going mm -hmm. straight to Rolex. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good 
you know, it's part of that evolution. You kind of did the backwards watch collecting, and that's kind of interesting, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So I would love to hear about all of our listeners turning point watches. Yeah. What was the watch that turned you from the point? That you were before the time. No, but I, I really am interested in these stories because it also, it's not just that it tells you something about the watch. Actually, it, it tells no. you very little about the watch, but it's more about it. it the it philosophy. Tells you about how these people think about their watches. The philosophy and of I'm watch collecting. To hear about that. So, yeah, tell us. Tell us your turning point. And for now. Bye, 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 bye. It's a Tuesday. Let's do it. it bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful day, everybody. 